Hi, everyone. This is Dean Crisp. This is part three of our series where we've been talking about how to get the best and the most out of your day. And there's three parts to it. The first part was how do you get the most out of yourself? The second part was how do you get the most out of others? And now the third part is how do you get the most out of your organization? Now, remember, the organization is made of people, but an organization has a personality. And so we're going to talk about how to get the most out of our organization. So as we always say, set back, turn up the volume, get ready to change your life. Hi, I'm Dean Chris. Welcome to Straight Talk on Leadership. This is what we'd like to say is the no BS zone, where we give you leadership tips, ideas, and practical suggestions help you become a top leadership performer. Our goal is simple. Help you become the best version of yourself and reach your highest potential as a leader. So sit back, turn up the volume, be ready to change your life. Hi everybody, it's Dean Chris. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Leadership. So excited to be with you. And you know, I say that every week, but you know, it's so true. I've been hearing from folks this week Uh, Got a number of texts, got a number of calls from people about our starting back our podcast after we took off a couple of weeks. They're actually about six weeks. Uh, We know I lost my dad and during that process, there's a lot goes on and uh, podcast. I'm one of those folks that when I produce podcasts, I really can't just uh, walk in front of the camera or just get behind the microphone and start, you know, throwing content against the wall to see if it'll stick. With me, I always got to see if that content that I'm going to put out there in a podcast will change my life or has the possibility of changing yours. And one of the most important things is, does it add value to your life? And if it adds value, then that's what we're going to do. And so we're so glad to be back in front of this microphone. So glad to be sharing podcasts with you. I think we're up to 53, 52, not sure what number it is, but that the numbers really don't matter. We're just continuing to add content, add value to your life. And we've got some things I want to share with you today that I think is really going to be uh, really going to be important. It's going to be something I believe that you're going to see your organization different. This is the third part. This week is going to be the third part of our series, getting the most out of every single day of your life, being your best. And it's just not one thing. It's not like me just being my best. You've got to get the most out of yourself. We did that in part one. Now, this is part Three, but part two was getting the most out of others. Now, part three is talking about getting the most out of the organization. Because if you really look, your day is made up of three things. It's made up of you, others, and your organization or the job or where you go. Kelly and I have been talking about over the past week or so about, you know, organizationally, how do we structure ourselves? How do we do the processes? And even though we're a very, very small staff, we do have an organization, which is LHLN, Leaders Helping Leaders Network. And you know what? Interestingly, you as the listeners are part of our organization. Now, you might not get a paycheck and you might not uh, be writing content, but you're listening and you're passing along these uh, lessons that we're learning from each other. So we're really excited about you being a part of our organization. And we're, we're just really pleased that you chose to take time out of your busy, busy day and be a part of our lives and part of our organization. Got some exciting news. We're in the final process of leadership lessons from the Thin Blue Line coming out, our second edition. You know, when I wrote that book four years ago now, um, I, I really knew that 
there was a lot of things in there that I had learned as from being a police chief and learning from positional leadership. But as I started looking back at that book, there were some things I wanted to add, some things. If you write a book, you'll know this, that as soon as you put it down, if you pick it back up, you can write more stuff. And so I had a number of new lessons I wanted to add. Uh, I edited some of that content to add some new tips and some new things about some of the lessons that we learned in the first book. And so uh, our publishers have decided we're going to turn out a second edition and that's going to be soon. And we hope to do it in time for the holidays. So be watching for that. We'll be doing some uh, pre-sales. We'll be doing some stuff about the new book. And uh, it's it's really just a, it, it's got an interview with me in it of uh, the process of writing the book and the lessons I've learned and some things that about leadership that I think is really, really important. So I hope you'll pick up a copy of that book. I want you to also understand our classes. We have an intentional leadership. This week, I'll be in Gulfport, Mississippi, and uh, we'll be teaching intentional leadership. Had an opportunity last week to teach in Greer, South Carolina with FBI Lita. Always love teaching with FBI Lita and love all those folks. That's my family at FBI Lita. Uh, spent, uh, well, gosh, I've been with them over 10, 11 years now. And love all of those folks. And I uh, had an opportunity. I want to thank Donna for getting me out, uh, working me into the schedule. And I, I want to say my best to all of the instructors out there. And thank you for everything that you're doing to change lives. So let's get right into the podcast now. And we're going to talk about how to get the most out of your day by getting the most out of your organization. Have We've already talked about the organization is a bit different than you, of course, but it is you. But it's also different than others, although it is others. But there's this structure, if you will, or this thing we call the organization. So I want to talk a little bit about how do we get the most out of that. And a couple of things I want to mention about leadership is I want you to understand that leadership is not one thing. There is not just one thing that you can do to all of a sudden become the best leader in the world. There is not just one thing that makes a great leader. There is a number of things that make a great leader. And a number of those things are what I call the processes. And leadership is a process as well as success is a process. To be successful takes a number of steps, a number of things, putting them back to back to back, and then continually doing them and executing them. And then you'll be fairly successful in what you're trying to do. And it all starts with being intentional. So our company is based upon the fact that we try to make people more intentional. We try to help people with the process of being successful and also the process of leadership. So let's jump right into the organization, if you will. Re remember that the organization is made of people, but it's also made of other things as well. And to be honest with you, your organization is kind of a thing. So I don't want you to look at the organization as being a building. The organization is a number of things. It's not just one thing. It's a number of things. So let me give you an idea of what your organization is made of. Your organization is made up, first of all, of people. Second of all, it's made up of a culture of those people. Now, what is a culture? The culture is just a set of acceptable norms and behaviors. It's just what we do that's acceptable. It's what we're made of. It's all the people. It's all this. The culture is actually kind of what moves our processes forward. Like, how do we get that done through our actions, through our behaviors, who we are? And it's, it's our culture. 
The next thing that an organization made up of is a thing called a purpose. Every organization has a purpose. Now, we're going to spend a little bit of time uh, as we talk about how do we get the most out of our organization with purpose, but every organization has a purpose. It, it functions and it exists for a reason. The, the other thing is that it has a mission. In other words, the purpose and the why is carried out through the mission. So it actually is what we do. It's our mission. It's how we put our organizational culture together. How do we put our purpose together? And how do we get those things done? So it's a mission. And it's also a vision. And what our culture is, is where we're going. Like where we see ourselves in two years, five years, one year, 10 years. So I, I want you to take uh, just a moment and I want you to kind of visualize what vision is. If you look at your organization, a lot of us take for granted that it's existed for the number of years that it has. So if I were to ask you a question about your sheriff's department, your police department, your organization, whatever it is, particularly government agencies, they've existed since the 1890s, the 1870s, the 1840s. And they're probably the only business in the entire town that is still going after so many years. So when you look at it, the, the, the business of the government has to have the people, there's a culture around it, there's a mission that keeps it going on, there's a vision, and it's a, a, it's a set of processes. So what I want you to understand is that an organization is a really big set of processes based around those things that we just talked about, that we just talked about. All of those things are required to make the process go forward. So how do we get the most of our organization? So keeping in mind, it's not one thing, it's a series of things. And I want you to understand, the thing that's really important about your organization is to understand that it's a set of processes that are really, really strong. Now I want you to think of it like this. Your processes. Now, you, you got to wait a minute now, because when I say this, you're, you're going to hesitate. But if I were to ask you this question, what is the strongest thing in your organization? So if I were to say, what is the strongest thing in your organization, what would you say? So think about a minute. Most of you would say people. But that's not true. It's the processes. The processes of your organization are the strength of the organization. Now you might say, well, you talk about people all the time. Yes, I do talk about people. I talk about the importance of people. I never overscore the importance of people, man. People are the organization. But you gotta keep in mind that the processes that people build is what really creates the organization. So the strength of your organization is your processes. You think about it for a minute. Who do we replace? We replace people all day long. And some of our big organizations, they're letting go people all the time. People are coming in and out of our doors. And you look at recently in law enforcement, man, it's hard to keep people. But guess what? We keep ticking. We keep going. Why? Because our processes ensure that we will survive. Our processes are that strong. So I want you to understand that if you're going to get the most out of your organization, you got to get the most out of the processes. 
So let's talk about what the processes are made of, all right? So here we go. It's not one thing either. It's a number of things. Don't think filling out a form is the only thing in your process. That's just one thing. Your processes are multifaceted. They're made of a number of things. The first thing is it's made of our environment. So I want you to understand that you have to understand the environment of the organization. It's actually our culture. It's, it's what our structure is. It's our organization. So let me ask you this about your environment where you currently work. Is it flexible? How structured is it? Does it allow creativity? And does it embrace change? So when you look at those things, does it embrace change? Does it allow creativity? Is it flexible? Or is it so strict that it doesn't allow us to be creative? It doesn't allow us to get the most out of ourselves. Doesn't allow us to improve employees. And how structured is it? So if you look at the structure of an organization like police departments or sheriff's department, they're really structured. They've got laws. They've got standards. Uh, some of them are accredited by the International CALEA, Commission on Accreditation for Law Enforcement Agencies. Those organizations are really structured. They have a set of standards for use of force. They have a set of standards for um, chases, for writing reports, for all those things. So it's extremely structured. And in that structure, a lot of times it's not very flexible. So for you to get the most out of your organization, you have to identify what your current reality is. As a matter of fact, a guy by the name of Max Dupree, who's a futurist, says the role of every leader, the first role of every leader is to identify their current reality. So you have to identify the reality of the organization. Do I have bosses who allow autonomy? Do I allow bosses who help or allow me to be flexible? So when you look at your organization, if you're going to get the most out of it, you've got to identify the environment in which you're working in. Now, we talked about earlier about in the series of how to get the most of ourselves and how to get the most out of others. You can use those tips to help you change that or to create an environment that may be more flexible but you have to know what that is. So if you're gonna get the most out of it, you've got to identify where those spots are where you can be creative, where you can be flexible, where you can absolutely allow autonomy. So you have to know and you have to understand the environment. That's one of like the, the, the first one. So number two, you have to build a team around the organization and they have to understand the purpose. They have to understand what you're trying to accomplish. Now, here's something I want you to think about for a minute. Most of us think about team building. Now, now here's a key point about team building. In police departments where there's a very strong structure, there's a strong structure of chain of command. That's a, an example of a very strict structure, structure. Most of those people in that chain of command are promoted up and the boss or the chief doesn't get to choose those people because chiefs and sheriffs come and go. Now, sheriffs are more flexible in choosing those top-level people, but most chiefs have to live with what they got. But I want you to understand the importance of getting the most of your organization is, now listen to me, I'm going to stop here for a minute, so I want you to listen to me. You have to focus on building your team every single day. Now, that doesn't mean replacing people, throwing people out. That doesn't mean, but what it does mean is to get those team members on the same page with you. So when you look at organizational structure, 
you have to build the right team. Without the right team, nothing is going to happen. So number two, build the team and build the team around the organization, understanding what it's all about and getting everybody on the same page. But remember this key fact about building team. You got to do it every day. You got to do it every day. Now, number three, the people on your team have to understand the purpose of the organization. Now, here's something that I want you to take a minute to just ponder on. When everybody gets up in the morning and everybody in your life, you have a purpose in life. Now, you might not know what that is and you might not be walking in your purpose. But when you begin to walk in your purpose and live life's purpose, you're in your power place. The people around you are in their power place. So what I want you to do is to understand that you have to make sure that people understand what the organizational purpose is. What are we doing here? Why do we exist? Now, if you're in the corporate world, you might say because we're making money. Well, that's not, only, not, it's not always true. Yes, you do make money. You have to make money to survive, but you are there for a reason. There's a purpose for what you're trying to accomplish. Everything you build has a purpose. And so what you have to do, the key to leadership is bringing together employee purpose with organizational purpose. When you do that, magic happens. It's where effort really maxes out when people tend to be walking in their purpose. Now let's talk about number four. Number four is something that you might say is like you should do, but let me say this because a lot of people don't do it, but I think it's the key, one of the keys to getting the most of your organization. You have to take ownership of your organization. You have to own it enough to be a part of it. If you don't take ownership, then you're only doing it for money. And when you only do something for money, you're only going to give so much effort. You think about it for a minute. When you rent a car, you don't treat that car that great. When you own a car and you're paying for a car, you have a tendency to treat the car better. Why? Because you own it. So let me ask you about your ownership. Do you own part of the organization? Do you feel like you're an owner? Do you feel like you're a partner? Do you feel like now don't let nasty, bad bosses influence your ownership. Listen, there was a national study done of 25,000 millennials who had left their job. And they asked them, what's the number one reason why you leave your job? And guess what it was? Bosses. Bosses can kill ownership in a second. Don't let them do it. You have to own your part of that organization. Bloom in the role that they give you. Bloom where you're planted. So that's how you know if you're taking ownership. You're blooming where you're planted. Now, number five. Now, this one, some people might say, well, I don't know about this is hard to do. But if you're going to get the most out of the organization, to treat the people that work in the organization like they're volunteers. Now, treating a person like a volunteer means that they don't really have to be there if they don't want to be there. I would guarantee you right now that if most of you out there who are in a position of leadership treated the people that work for you like they were volunteers, you would have a hell of a lot better followership. You can't pay people to follow you. You can pay people to work for you, but you can't pay people 
to follow you. So you have to understand that if you're going to create a followership and get people caught up in the purpose, caught up in the ownership, you got to treat them like volunteers. Now that's going to be hard for some of you because you like to remind them they get paid to do it. Every time you do it, you kill motivation. You absolutely kill motivation. The second you say you get paid to do it. Number six, work on your timing. Nothing happens instantly. Nothing good happens overnight. Nothing good is going to come about easy. So you got to know your timing. You got to understand your organization and you have to suggest things in the right time. You have to wait till something becomes something else before you can do something else. Don't think that those great ideas are all of a sudden going to be accepted by everybody. So I'll give you an example of getting the most out of your organization. I remember back when, when we were working at, when I was chief of police in the Greer Police Department, we knew that one of the things we had to do was to uh, create a take-home uh, car program. And we knew that in order for us to be competitive in the marketplace, in the area around us, that we had to find a way to get a take-home program. Now, we used to lose people for a $1,000 raise and a take-home car. Well, everybody knows that a take-home car is probably worth about $5,000 more a year. So we knew we had to get competitive. So we started and we thought, man, we can get this done in a year. Nope, didn't take a year. We thought, man, we can get this done in two years. Nope, didn't take two years. You know how long it took us to get a take-home program? But, but the reason was because our timing was off. Now, we, we pushed it, but the time wasn't right. You know how long it took us? Eight years. What did I learn out of that? You got to wait for good stuff. You got to keep pushing. You got to stay focused. You got to stay determined. You got to stay disciplined. You got to build the right things. But timing has to be right. So make sure that you understand timing is right. Number seven, I've already mentioned it a little bit, but I want you to understand the importance of this. Process is king in your organization. Yes, people are part of the process. Yes, taking care of people is the key to having a great process, but the process is king. Now, what I mean by that is, is that most people will not allow change because the process, the process is too strong. Process prevents a growth mindset. Process will create a fixed mindset. And so I'm going to spend a little bit of time in just a minute talking about the difference between a growth and a fixed mindset. But you have to understand that process is absolutely king. I would advise all of you, understanding the processes in which you lead under. Understand the procedures. Understand what's expected and what people expect. Know that the process is king. Our processes stops everything. It, it absolutely creates an environment that does not want to change. So in itself, process will fight you all day long for change. Now, number eight, you need to have a growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset. Now, I have found that mindset is one of the key components of leadership. Without a doubt, Hands down, it's one of the most important processes. And there's two types. The growth mindset is when you look at things from, the, from what can be. The growth mindset is instead of listening to criticism as being a problem, 
you see it as a growth opportunity. Growth mindset means that you look at problems as opportunities, not obligations. Now, fixed mindset is just the opposite of all that. You see things as I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to. That's a fixed mindset. Somebody comes and says, we're not doing this right. You see that as a, a an attack upon you, or you see that as an attack upon what you're doing. Hey, we need to make this better. You see it as an attack instead of a, an opportunity to grow. So we need to really look at that. We, we had a staff meeting this week with uh, us at LHLN, and we basically opened it up to people and said that's in the organization. And uh, we had Morgan, myself, Kelly, and Andrew there, and we said, all right, what can we do better? And you know, the second people start talking about things we can do better, we're not careful. We can look at that as an attack instead of an opportunity for growth. And so we had to just really look at some things. And as a result, we've made some good changes this week because of what people said. You know, when you have a growth mindset, you have to you have to encourage constructive criticism. You, you have to encourage constructive criticism. And you have to allow people to be intellectually honest. Now, I will tell you this much. When you encourage constructive conflict or you encourage intellectual honesty, remember, never share it without maturity. Never share either one of those. So you can't tell somebody what they're doing wrong unless you do it in a very mature way or you do it in a very constructive way. So I just want to make sure I just threw that out there. Number nine, challenge the process. Now, I just told you that process was king. So when you start challenging the process, you're going to be in for a battle. When you start looking for ways to improve your processes, you're going to be fighting. And you're going to be fighting because those processes have either taken years or people with fixed mindsets that control those processes don't want to change. So when you challenge the process, bring your lunch. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the second you start challenging the process, you're in for a battle. So you better know your stuff. You better know why you want to do it. And don't just come with, well, I think this will do be better. You're going to challenge the process. You better bring the ammunition. You better bring the structure. You better bring the maturity. And you better understand the timing. Because you'll never be able to do anything. People are going to always, always go to a fixed mindset when you begin to challenge the process. Unless you've been building that team. You've been talking about a growth mindset. You've been finding the right players. They have this mindset they're going to make the place better. Unless you got that, you better bring your lunch because you're going to fight. Number 10, set high standards. You want to get the best out of your organization, set very high standards for people. Don't set them low because if you set them low, they're going to come in and make sure it happens right then. There was a study done on people's effort at work. and It was done by the Pew Research Organization. It talked about how much work or how much effort do people give at work? When I read this study, I was like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. They said that most people give about 30% effort towards the workplace during a normal work day. Now, let me tell you something. That's unacceptable, but it's a reality. It's just the way we are in today's world. But you as a boss ought to set higher standards. One thing I want you to make sure that's absolutely true. 
Commitment will translate into effort. Effort will translate into commitment. So when people begin to be committed, their effort increases. And when people begin to increase their effort, their commitment increases. So you need to understand set high standards for your people. Number 11, hold people accountable. Establishing an environment of accountability. You know where you need to start? With you. You cannot ever hold a single person accountable unless you yourself are willing to be held accountable. Leadership is about doing what you should do, not doing what you can't do. And when you hold yourself personally accountable for the organization and what's going wrong, that means that when something goes wrong, don't look out the window. Look in the mirror. When something goes wrong in your organization, look straight in the mirror. Hold yourself accountable first and hold, hold others accountable. Now, we're going to wrap this up with number 12. And this is the simplest of all. And it's really could be number one, it could be number five, it could be number seven. Be intentional about your organization. You want your organization to be the best? Then be intentional to help make it the best. Commit to your organization. Take ownership in your organization. Hold people accountable. And everything you do, be intentional. There's three things that helps intentionality. Discipline, determination, and focus. When you do those three things, you help yourself commit to intentionality. So let's recap right quick. Number one, understand your environment. Number two, build your team. Build it every day. Make sure your people understand the organizational purpose. Number four, take ownership of the organization. Biggest problem with a lot of people is they're not taking ownership. They're just renting part of the organization. Take ownership. Number five, treat people like they're volunteers. Number six, timing's everything. Make sure before you throw these good things out, timing's right. Number seven, process is the king. Understand the process of the organization backwards, forwards, inside, out. Know it all ways you can. Number eight, growth mindset. Number nine, challenge that process. It might be king, but it needs tweaking every day. It needs help every day to make it the best it can be. Number 10, set really high standards. Number 11, hold people accountable. And number 12, be intentional. Folks, I've enjoyed doing this three-part series. This has really helped me grow. I hope that it's helped you grow. Uh, we're doing these on video now, so you can check us out on the YouTube channel. Uh, I'm sitting at the house today relaxing. Got to travel tomorrow to go to Gulfport. Looking forward to a week of intentionality with those people. Uh, really enjoyed being with you today. You know, these podcasts, the, the one thing they always do is add value to me. And then in turn, I hope they add value to you. I hope you've enjoyed this three-part series on how to get the most out of your day. Getting the most out of your day requires you to get the most out of you first, then others, and now your organization. So we've given you those tips. Folks, I hope you've enjoyed it. We hope we've changed your life. And as we always say, man, share the growth. Until next time, I'm Dean Crisp. You've been listening to Straight Talk on Leadership with Dean Crisp. 
Be sure to check out our upcoming live class schedule at www.lhln.org. In December, we will be introducing in Boston and St. Louis, our newest class, Becoming a Character-Driven Officer, focusing on the new mindset of the 21st century police officer. Don't miss this limited time opportunity. As always, we are scheduling live classes all over the country every day. Please contact me, Kelly Corbin, at the email or phone number listed on our website. Please follow us on LinkedIn at Dean Chris, Twitter at LHLN5, Instagram and Facebook at LHLN Crisp. As always, the information, instruction, and inspiration are all there from all of us at LHLN to help you put your leadership into action every day. Until next time, we hope you change your life and the lives of those you lead.